You are listening to Audio Fanfic Podcast. Murder and a Sweet Manhattan by the Bubble Hat. Here's your Manhattan. Ah. Folding his newspaper, Benoit set it aside to receive his drink from the bartender. He was just about the only man in the 21st century who still read the paper. Frankly, it was a habit at this point. He liked the ritual. Still, tonight was not about the obituaries in Kalamazoo, nor the personal ads of the same. Tonight was work. Not that one would guess that at first glance. Sitting at the end of the bar in a place called Freeman's, Benoit Blanc dressed for a night on the town. A salmon dress shirt, loose at the top two buttons to make way for a yellow ascot, a beige set of slacks, and a tan dress jacket. His brown shoes were shined to perfection, and in his breast pocket was a blue square for color. How are things, Mr. Blanc? The bartender, stout man named Javier, flopped his rag over his shoulder. He was a bear by most respects, bearded, short, and stocky. But what betrayed his otherwise intimidating visage was his eyes. Javier the bartender had a set of soft brown eyes that hid well beneath his bushy black brow. When he looked at Benoit, he did so with eagerness and worry. Quiet for now, said Benoit. Any sign? None. Javier fidgeted, and Benoit held up a calming hand. Don't you worry, Mr. Gutierrez. You have it on my word that nothing is getting by me tonight. I am 100% distraction-free. He took a sip of his cocktail and grimaced. Not enough bitters. I'm sorry? How sweet is that vermouth, Mr. Gutierrez? Uh, I mean, do you want something different? No, no, that's fine. Thank you. Benoit took another sip of his overly sweet Manhattan. If you want my advice, Mr. Gutierrez, I would ask that you relax a bit. Remember, you and I are the only ones who are privy to tonight's plans as far as we are aware. The more natural you are, the less likely things are going to get mucked up. Right. Javier cleared his throat. Right. You're right, Mr. Blanc. I'll just... Benoit nodded, and Javier scuttled to the end of the bar to serve more customers. Benoit shook his head and took a third sip of his Manhattan. He puckered. It really was too damn sweet. Still, it was a cocktail in the house, and Benoit was nothing if not a cordial guest, so he was determined to at least nurse it. That's when he felt the hairs on the back of his neck stand on end. Benoit blinked. Casually as he could, he glanced to his left. Down at the end of the bar was a man. He was close in age to Benoit, perhaps a year or two older. His suit was well-pressed and Italian-made. No tie, but he could have taken it off. A thin silver chain rested against his clavicle. His nails were manicured and kept short. White collar, most likely. Benoit glanced down at his fingers. No ring. And considering that they were in the only gay bar within fifty miles, Benoit couldn't imagine that he had a lady friend waiting for him at home. Or perhaps he did, and this was just his way of coping. And then he smiled. He smiled. At Benoit. 
not past him, not looking at someone else, at him. Benoit glanced behind him as if to double-check, but indeed no one was there. Benoit couldn't help but notice the way that his eyes crinkled or the reveal of his dimple on his left cheek. A single dimple. How cute. The man had a rather dashing smile, if Benoit was pressed. It was the smile of an older man, one who knew the tire of the world and yet one who insisted on smiling regardless. There was a history behind that smile. History that younger men of his persuasion would be so lucky not to have. The stranger lifted his cocktail in a toast. An old-fashioned? Difficult to tell, but the glass and the color were right for it. Benoit, with a smile of his own, lifted his glass in return. They sipped together. Benoit felt a wiggle in his belly, the likes of which he hadn't felt in years. His smile twisted up the corners of his lips, and he stared into his drink. He hadn't meant to play coy, but how could it be helped? It wasn't every day such a dashing silver fox smiled in his direction. May I join you? Benoit's eyes snapped up. In the few seconds Benoit looked away, the stranger had gotten up from his seat and approached with all the confidence of a man in charge. That belly wiggle wiggled even harder now. The voice itself was English, Benoit was sure of it. Proper-like. What did they call it? Posh? Benoit smiled at his new friend and gestured to the empty seat at his left. Please, he said. The man took his seat and leaned against the bar on one elbow. I'm Philip, he said. He held out his hand. Benoit shook it. Benoit Blanc. Oh, what a name. French. Creole. Louisiana. New Orleans. How oh, lovely. I've always wanted to visit. Hmm. Benoit took a sip of his Manhattan. He almost didn't mind the vermouth anymore. It's wonderful in the wintertime. Summer, it's hotter than a copper skillet in hell, if I may be blunt. I don't miss the humidity. Philip laughed. It was as charming as the rest of him. I've always wanted to go to Mardi Gras. Oh, Mardi Gras, of course. Everyone must go to Mardi Gras at least once in their life. Feeling bold, Benoit swirled the cherry in his glass. Planning on earning your beads? Philip tilted his head, confused. My beads? Benoit felt himself sputter. Uh, well, you know. Mardi Gras beads. Philip blinked. You... Benoit gestured with one hand, trying to find the words. He felt a heat creep up to his apple cheeks, and he laughed nervously. <laughs> Excuse me, I, I was trying to be funny. Philip regained his smile. Will you? Benoit took another drink. Usually, people who flash their... Assets tend to get beads thrown at them. I said right. Philip was smiling so wide his eyes damn near twinkled. And you think that might be funny? An old man showing off his assets. Oh, no, that's not what I... I, I didn't mean to offend. But Philip chuckled. I'm teasing you. Oh. Feeling thoroughly teased, Benoit smiled into his cocktail. I'm afraid I'm not used to this. Used to what? Flirting.
Ah. Suddenly, Benoit panicked. Unless, is that not what we're doing? Oh, no, I absolutely came over to flirt with you, Mr. Benoit Blanc. The way Benoit's name rolled off his tongue sent shivers up and down his spine. I'd ask if I could buy you a drink, but he gestured at the Manhattan. Ah, yes, well, I shouldn't be drinking much tonight anyway. Why's that? Is it a school night? Uh, I'm, well, I'm technically working. Oh? Benoit hesitated. He looked Philip once over, took in his upper-class suit, his clean nails, his styled hair, and his shiny shoes, took in the authentic Rolex on his wrist, the gold link on his cuff, and the delicate silk embroidery in his shirt. That, coupled with the fact that he was clearly not a local, Benoit felt confident that he was not his intended assignment. I'm a detective, he said. Are you? I am. How fun. Philip leaned forward on his elbow, propping his chin in his hand. And are you on the case? You could say that. At a gay bar? This may come as a shock to you, but gays can also be criminals. Philip fake gasped and held a hand to his open mouth. Say it isn't so. They laughed together. So, what's your current case? Has there been a murder? He'd said it with excitement in his eye, and Benoit felt the need to preen just a bit. No, he said, but there will be, if I'm not on top of my game. Ah, a stakeout then. A stakeout? Well... I can think of worse places to wait for a murderer, so I'd say you got off easy. Well, you're not wrong. Benoit took another sip. Oh, so you do get off easy. Benoit gasped into his drink, which sputtered and sent him into a fit of coughs. Philip pat his back with an apologetic smile. I'm sorry, he said. I couldn't resist. Benoit wiped his lips with his cocktail napkin. You are... He cleared his throat. <clears> throat. Sir, you are incorrigible, and you are delightful. Yes, well, Benoit set his napkin aside. I suppose my mama was right about some things. Though she did warn me about talking to strangers, I'll have you know. Philip sipped his old-fashioned. Well, then let's hope she wasn't right about everything. From then on, they talked and talked, and talked even longer. Philip H. Grant was a man born and bred in London. He'd been brought up by a nanny and tried to follow in his father's footsteps at his family's training company, but he was far too excited by the world to be stuck behind an office desk for the rest of his life. After college, he sold his townhouse in favor of traveling around the world in style. Fortunately, a digital market kept him from running out of money, both for necessities and luxury. They swapped stories of adventure between the two of them, Benoit with his colorful tales of mysteries and Philip with his now years of trying new and wonderful things. Benoit didn't even notice how late it was until Javier announced the last call for the bar. He wandered over to Benoit's side with curious eyes. Well, Javier said. Uh, yes. Benoit looked around. Right, your would-be murderer. Mr. Blanc, are you absolutely sure it's going to happen tonight? 
Well, I can never be absolutely sure, Mr. Gutierrez. It's all an educated guess. As his eyes scanned the bar, something caught his attention. A man sat at the far corner booth. Judging by the shredded beer bottle label to his left, he'd been there for quite some time. Benoit took in his details. Spots of oil in his cuffed blue jeans. Old oil. Mechanic. Someone who worked with cars, certainly. Workman's boots with scuffs and nicks over years of labor. He made no effort to speak to anyone in his vicinity, nor did he start calling for a rideshare after Javier announced the final call for drinks, which meant he hadn't intended on leaving any time soon. Benoit was sure not to draw attention to himself as he rolled back to Javier. The gentleman in the coveralls at my nine o'clock. You said the first murder attempt was someone cutting your brakes, isn't that right? Yes. The lonely gentleman in question knows his cars, judging from the state of his clothes. I believe he came in around... Benoit checked his watch. Sometime around 9 p.m. I see a few empty beer bottles, all of which are his own. Drinking alone at a gay bar. Additionally, he has picked the booth with the best view of the bar itself. Probably to keep an eye on you so that you don't take off early. Javier wrung his hands, worriedly. What do I do? Act natural, said Benoit. Close up like normal, and then take the trash out to the dumpster in the back alley. Our friend should be waiting there for you. But, but, relax, Mr. Gutierrez. I'll handle the rest. Finishing his last drink of the night, Benoit stood. Philip stood with him. Benoit noticed and smiled meekly. I'm afraid this is where our night ends, Philip. You wouldn't want to be involved in something like this. It might be dangerous, and I'd rather not get you shot the first night I meet you. But Philip seemed undeterred. Oh, but I'm supposed to let you risk the same. It's my job, Mr. Grant. Is it? Yes. Hmm. Philip snuck a glance towards their mechanic friend at the booth. The man stood without ceremony and left the bar, no doubt to prepare for an ambush in the back alley. No. Benoit was taken aback. No? No. You may be the southern gentleman, Mr. Blanc, but I was raised to be chivalrous. I'm sorry, but you won't be getting rid of me so easily, especially not if it's dangerous. Philip, I must insist you head home. And I must insist that you don't take on a potential murderer alone. I'm not taking on anything. I'll be calling the police to handle it. Uh Uh-huh. And that's always had a 100% success rate. Benoit took out his wallet and tossed two twenties on the bar. Good night, Philip. Without giving his potential date time to protest, Benoit left the bar alone. He texted as he walked. A good friend of his from the local precinct was on standby for the night in question. The game was set. Slipping around into the back alley, Benoit looked around, but found no trace of his suspect. He crouched next to the dumpster and waited. It would be about twenty minutes before Javier would make an appearance, and the trap would spring. As he sat there, crouched, Benoit felt his mind wander, It was no surprise where it landed. 
Benoit was so disappointed in himself for leaving Philip so unceremoniously. But he was working. He had no time to strike up a romance in the middle of a job. As nice as that sounded. How did James Bond manage to juggle so many love affairs on top of being a secret agent? Not that he should be comparing himself to fiction. Benoit slumped to sit against the brick wall and sighed. He realized, with a heavy heart, that he hadn't even bothered to ask for Philip's number. All things considered, he would probably never see the man again. Bit cold out here, isn't it? Benoit jumped. He whipped to his right to see none other than Philip H. Grant squat down beside him. Philip smiled at Benoit's shock. What are you doing here? Benoit hushed. I told you. Philip said. I'm not about to let you wander off into a dangerous situation alone. What kind of man would that make me? Philip, it isn't as though I don't appreciate the gesture, but this is some very serious stuff. Now, I would very much prefer it if you were not put in danger on my behalf. All the more reason to have someone watching your back. But I'm already here, Mr. Blanc. No you shooing me away now. You'll blow your cover. Benoit huffed, though he would admit, if only to himself, that he wasn't nearly as upset as he pretended to be. You're a rather rash individual, aren't you? <sighs> Afraid so. Hope that isn't a problem. Benoit's smile crept steadily across his face. He chuckled and looked around the corner of the dumpster. No Javier yet. Fine. But I want you here at all times, no doing anything stupid. What constitutes stupid? Well, no throwing yourself into the line of fire. All right, what else? No bringing attention to yourself, period. And? And, um, no getting into the way of the authorities. Is that all? I... Benoit furrowed his brow. Yes, I think that might be it. Good. Then this wouldn't count against me. What wouldn't? Benoit's words cut off as Philip swooped in for a gentle, innocent kiss. It stalled him, rooting the flabbergasted detective to the earth. His eyes fluttered closed, and as the shock faded away, it was replaced by the urge to kiss back. Benoit leaned into it, a hand gingerly resting on Philip's knee. Those belly wiggles were back with a vengeance, and now sent shocks of fuzzy electricity all the way down to Benoit's toes. When the kiss ended, it did so slowly, and it left Benoit with a buzz in his mind. Benoit Blanc was a man whose thoughts tended to race at all hours of the day, but right then and there, hidden from the world, his thoughts had come to a screeching halt. Benoit's eyes opened, and he was greeted with Philip's smile. Oh, I'm sorry, said Philip. I've been wanting to do that all night. I... Benoit's words caught in his throat, and he swallowed. Trust me, there is no need to apologize. None at all. Not a lick. The door to the bar creaked open. Benoit and Philip straightened up and peered around to the dumpster. 
Javier stepped out into the night and tossed his bag of garbage into the open bin. Right on time, their mystery mechanic stepped out with a gun in his hand. Benoit worked quickly. Drop, Mr. Gutierrez! Javier dropped just as the killer pulled the trigger. The bullet pinged off the metal lid of the dumpster. Benoit jumped to his feet as the mechanic took off running. Benoit gave chase. Through the twists and the turns of the alley, Benoit raced after his gunman. The mechanic seemed too shaken to fire after him, which Benoit was thankful for. His night with Philip had been going quite well, and it would be a shame to die so soon. The mechanic took a hairpin turn, and Benoit nearly tripped over himself following. He could see the path ahead of him. There was a car idling a few yards off, and Benoit was starting to get winded. He tried running faster, but the evidence was clear. Their mechanic was inches from getting away. Clang! The metal bang of a trash can lid brought Benoit to a sudden stop. Out of nowhere, that same lid had swung around from behind a corner, forcing their gunman to run face-first into it. The moment he made contact, he dropped like a bag of potatoes. Benoit, gasping, looked up to see who it was who'd managed to clothesline his perpetrator. Philip stepped into view, holding the lid like a shield. Oh, Philip winced and looked up to Benoit. You don't think that killed him, do you? Benoit grinned and trotted towards them just as the blue and red lights of cop cars broke through the darkness. I don't think so, he said, but he'll probably need some medical care for that concussion. They both looked down at their mechanic. The man was seeing stars. The arrest was fast. Benoit, Philip, and Javier all gave their statements to the police. Javier, now safe for murder attempts, was beside himself with gratitude and promised Benoit that he could drink for free for life whenever he was in town. It was four in the morning before Benoit and Philip managed to get away. They walked together under the buzzing street lamps towards Benoit's hotel. Tired though they were, neither felt the urge to call for a car. Something about the idea of spending more time together was appealing to both of them, and on they walked. Besides, as Benoit pointed out, the walk was barely half an hour, far too close for a rideshare. So, is that what it's like? Philip asked, every time. Perhaps not every time, said Benoit, but a fair amount. How exciting. Well, that's a word for it, I suppose. They rounded the corner. Benoit glanced up at Philip before clearing his throat. Thank you for coming with me. I don't know how much longer this case would have dragged out if you didn't act when you did. I'm indebted to you, sir. I think nothing of it. Truth be told, it was the most fun I'd had in an age. I was delighted to be of service. Well, I was delighted to have you. Delighted to be had. They laughed together, and Benoit glanced up. They had arrived at his hotel without even noticing. Ah, Benoit took a half a step away. This is me. They stood, awkwardly, and Benoit realized that neither wanted the night to end. Uh, um, I know this might be horribly improper of me, but it is late. Would you care to come up? 
I'm not in the habit of jumping into bed with the man I just met, I'll have you know. Benoit said firmly, I'm a bit old-fashioned like that. So, but Philip didn't seem put off. Of course. I hope you're not expecting. I'm not. Oh, all right. Good. Philip's smile widened. May I come up for a nightcap then, Mr. Blanc? Please, Mr. Grant. They walked into the hotel side by side. Although the world around them was fast asleep, they were greeted at the front desk by the graveyard shift, and they took the elevator up to the eighth floor where Benoit was staying. Once inside, Benoit was overcome with drowsiness. I can call for a cot for you if you'd rather. Philip shook his head. I wouldn't want you to go through the trouble. He paused. Unless you'd rather I'd not. There was, after all, only one bed. Well, I don't mind, said Benoit quickly. If you don't mind, I don't mind at all. Well, then. Benoit took off his jacket. His cheeks hurt from how much he'd been smiling. I guess this is good night. Would you lack something to change into? Oh, I'm all right. They each got comfortable. Benoit in his matching silk pajamas and Philip in his boxers and undershirt. With the lights off, they took either side of the bed. Benoit on the left, Philip on the right. The abundance of pillows made for a pleasant nest as they curled up, facing each other in the dark. For a time, they said nothing, comfortable in each other's presence. The thrill of Philip's company had since dwindled to a calm hum, and Benoit was hard-pressed to decide which he liked better. Thank you, Philip said suddenly. Benoit blinked. For what? For the most memorable night of my life. It's not every day you go out to a bar and end up bashing in a murderer's face. Attempted murderer, Benoit corrected. Right, of course. Philip inched in just a bit. Benoit reciprocated, and soon they were nearly nose to nose. I rather like you, Benoit Blanc. Well, I think I rather like you. Philip H. Grant. Is it too soon to ask for a second date? I don't think so. Benoit's hand, having been nestled under the side of his face, scooted outward. His and Philip's fingers brushed gently. In fact, I'd say we've earned ourselves a celebratory breakfast. Don't you? I think you may be right. Benoit scooted further in. When they kissed again, it was as soft and tender as the first, though far more confident. They broke apart, and Benoit yawned. Good night, Philip. Good night, Benoit. Neither man had ever slept as well as they did that night. If you like this story and would like to contribute... You can do so by going to our Patreon page at www.patreon.com forward slash audio fanfic pod. As a patron, you are granted early access to one new story of your choosing per month. Thank you for listening. And remember, 
The stories are out there.